Live from Bill Austin Radio Studios, premier sports movie talk show only on Blaze Radio. Friday Night Lights, camera action. Here's your hosts, Ethan Neal and Parker Perel. Welcome to Friday Night Lights, camera action. The show giving you all you need to know about sports media, sports movies, sports in media, anything you'd like to know. Like uh, the intro said, I'm Ethan Neal, joined by my co-host Parker Perel, and we're so excited to get started on this brand new show on Blaze Radio uh, at Friday at eight. So pumped to be here! Uh, may I say, what a great, uh, what a great intro! Thank you. For, we get, we can't start this without saying a huge thank you Absolutely. to Blaze. Just thank you for giving us this opportunity. Can't wait to finally, be, uh, finally put sports on the big screen and finally give them some love. You know, right and. What better way could we do this than, you know, really talking about our first movie, our, our show's namesake, Friday Night Lights, the 2004 movie, not the 2006 TV show. Uh, the 2004 movie directed by Peter Berg, starring Billy Bob Thornton, Derek Luke, Jay Hernandez, and Lucas Black, along with special appearances by Tim McGraw, just to name a few, just to name one of a few. Uh, special guest stars, and we're so excited that this can be our first movie that we talk about because it's kind of near and dear to our hearts as it's named after, uh, it's what we've named the show after. Yes, it's a, it's a very good movie. came out in 2004, as you said. That's my birth year for those. Mine as P- well. Peter Berg uh, also created the TV show, funny enough, Friday Night Lights, right. um, uh, and best known for uh, the director of Battleship, uh, a movie based on the board game adaptation starring Liam Neeson and Rihanna. So you know, you know he's a he's a great director. Yeah. By, by that being his most accredited two piece, but this is really like a, and this is just a really good movie. Plain, plain and simple. Right. You got the coach Gary Gaines. Uh, briefly went over Billy Bob Thornton, uh, best known for the Fargo TV series, the Bad News Bears remakes, Bad Santa, Tombstone, and of course Sling Blade. But this is just a really good. Uh, a really good movie, really good sports movie. And for those who don't know, do you want to take us away, Ethan, with the plot synopsis of this? Yeah, I'd love to. Friday Night Lights centers around a high school football team in Odessa, Texas, where football is life. And the, uh, the city and the town and all the people living in the area are obsessed with football. They uh, go to every game. The characters and the players are treated like celebrities all around town it's it's it centers on the big importance of texas football and it follows uh perriman high school who uh has a star running back named booby miles played by Derek luke and he is is the main he's kind of the main football star of the area he's getting offers from everywhere their offense runs through booby right that's the big thing there's a few quotes where uh they say you know he's uh, the coach gary Gaines, has designed the offense for him he's a huge part of it and uh they have high expectations on the year they're uh aiming for state and uh, they are on the way, but halfway, maybe a little sooner than halfway through the year, Booby Miles goes down with an injury. So Mike Winchell, the quarterback, uh, Don Billingsley, the fullback, uh, who gets more reps. Uh, you started with just bo- just blocking for Booby, mm. but he gets to have the ball a little bit. And uh, Chris Comer, uh, who's the nickname Waterbug, the, <laughs> the third string running back, comes in. And he is a dynamo, and they kind of 
the whole story is about them defying the odds, making it to the state championship where they play uh, a legendary high school football team, Dallas Carter, in the in the state finals. Who has a 30 for 30 about them you told me about. Right, the 30 for 30 called What Carter Lost, where they kind of talk about that Carter high school team and their legacy. They had a educational fraud, a educational misconduct uh, case. That, Honestly, that, I know that you they have a documentary, but they could they get they could deserve a movie all by themselves just by right. like like reading into it. Like I went down that rabbit hole too, looked at the Wikipedia page about to watch the documentary. I put it on my list, so yeah. I'll let you know my thoughts on that. But getting back to like the story synopsis, it's also based on a true story. For those right. who don't know, uh, 1988 is the time span. Um, but yeah, the uh, state championship. Sorry for interrupting. State championship. You can interrupt <laughs> me anytime you want. And uh, the they get to the state championships. Dallas Carter, obviously, having a 30 for 30 about them. Bigger, stronger, faster. And it's about how they kind of uh, try to play for each other. There's, there's a very, very famous inspirational speech at halftime from the coach. Which, you know, we'll, we'll get into it in we'll a We'll get into that bit. later. <laughs> but uh, Not the most inspirational. They battle back from a rough first half, and they get all the way to the one-yard line. Uh, going to score the final touchdown. Much but like the Tennessee Titans in the, that Super Bowl. Uh, but they they don't get it, and the, the show ends on a bit of a somber note, or the, the movie ends on a bit of a somber note. But uh, it's, it's a great movie about kind of perseverance, uh, togetherness, uh, hard work, kind of defying the odds, and it's, it's a feel-good movie with a lot of kind of deeper... Uh, messages, yeah, but it's it's also just a great football movie at the same time. Absolutely, and one of the one of the key moments that I think is the end of the movie, where Winchell, uh, as all the seniors basically on the football team, they're in the parking lot staring at the stadium one last time, and then he takes his football and he throws it to a group of kids, basically playing a scrimmage game. So it's like the cycle is continuing mm-hmm. there in Pyramid, Texas, or or Odessa. The high school's Permian, Permian, and, yeah. Permian. And then Odessa's the high school. Uh, Odessa's like the area. It's a little weird. Uh, they're basically used inter- interchangeably throughout. So, right. you know, but either way, he throws it to a group of kids. So it's basically showing that the cycle of high school football in Texas is just continuing because even though those people, like the seniors, throughout the entire movie, they're put through like the ringer. Like they're oh, working yeah. their butts off. You get there. And sometimes they even look like they hate it, you know, but at the yeah. end of the day, they're still. They're still going to miss it. That that can kind of get us into the gameplay category where they they show the the preseason practices, the workouts, the the work that they have to do. They talk a few times about having to do two a days, which is a real football oh, yeah. thing. And uh, you get you get a glimpse of that. One of the first scenes is them uh, doing their their preseason workout with reporters because it's it's a huge thing in, in Texas. I'm not sure how many high school football teams around the country have reporters at their pregame at mm-hmm. the preseason practices but uh, it, it's it's very realistic in in that kind of sense and uh i mean the gameplay is generally pretty realistic throughout the entire movie there's there's a few shots where you get a lot of football a lot of kind of like what actually is going on in the plays and it's 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 very realistic well and those shot that's the thing about this movie and this is a huge elephant in the room when you watch this movie it is a 2000s movie. The oh, yeah. way that they shoot this, if I, I'm not really one of those people who get prone to dizziness, but if you are, 
you are not going to like this movie because they do what's called, well, what I like to call, I don't know if this is the technical term, but it's like a fluid camera. There is no single still shot in the movie. It's right. basically like the guy who's filming it's made of jello. It's always moving around. And in the 2000s, that's what the style was. Right. Like quick jump cut, quick back. Oh, let's look at this guy. Oh, zoom in, zoom out. That that's what it's like watching the movie. And that, and in some of the football things, and some of it works. Some of it works for football, like when there's hits. But when there's a guy in the weight room and it's two guys talking, it's really just like hard to watch because you're just looking back. And you're like, okay, let me find. Whoa, we're going back and forth. Oh, it's like I'm on a roller coaster when I'm supposed to be getting like development between those two characters. But I still feel like it works. Like, when right. they do those long shots with them zooming in and out and moving it back and forth, it looks good because you feel like you're a player right there in an, in the fight with them. Mm. But it's just it's just lacking a little bit when it comes to those realistic scenes. But another thing to note is I like those longer scenes they do it, but the jump cuts, they, mm. they kind of rely a little bit too much on those, especially when it comes to, like, passing plays. And, and this is every football movie's sin. The quarterback takes the snap, throw, cut that scene, and then you get a – uh, then you get a scene of them catching it. In the very beginning of the movie, they have one scene where the quarterback drops back, throws a pass, and the receiver catches it all in one shot. And that's by right. – I know that's the beginning of the movie, but that's by far, like, my favorite gameplay scene from this movie is just the drop back, the throw, and the catch because it's all one shot, and it's very well done. Yeah, another one of my favorite scenes from the movie, or at least kind of the cinematography, is another scene like that where – it's kind of middle of the season and they're showing them rolling through the season and it's a, a cut that's like almost from a drone but i think in 2004 it's a helicopter and it's a helicopter that's going around the stadium and you and you get to see a full running play which is very rare in kind of uh football movies it's cuz there's there's a lot of cheating and you don't you don't want the actors to actually get hit or hmm. they do, they don't know how to run with like actual athletic stance athletic cuts uh but it, it it's it's a very rare uh, full just shot, which uh, is kind of funny because there's a, a little bit of trivia for you. Both of the running backs, Waterbug and Booby, had never played <laughs> organized football before the filming of this movie. So to kind of be confident enough to go with that scene and let it play out was, was very good. But like you said, the cinematography, the editing is very early 2000s. A lot of quick cuts, people walking in front of the camera. It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, a little disorienting, but you can you can still kind of follow yeah. along. It's You can still follow it. It's just a little bit jarring being in the moment now looking back. But now that you mentioned that, Booby, his footwork I was noticing was a little too over-exaggerated. Right. You know, but, you know, that that's a minor thing. I was like, okay, they just want to be over-dramatic. But I guess that's where it comes from, a lack of experience. But another huge thing for realistic, there were some great hits, like great right. hits that you could potentially see happening. And there are a lot that are unrealistic. Right. Like th there's one scene like in the championship where I think this 150 pound, I think it was Chavez, who's like an undersized safety, basically yeah. throws a 300 pound lineman. And I'm like, okay, that is never happening. There right. is never going to be a strong safety who like throws a lineman to the ground. Like, it, it, that just straight up isn't happening. And, like, it's like a whole flip, and everybody's like, ooh, and I'm just like, yeah. that's not happening. And But the hitting is great in the movie. Like, a running back, I feel like when uh, when Comer gets hit, like, I feel mm -hmm. that actually happening because of the shot. You know? Right. And it makes you kind of believe the, the little bit that they do where Comer walks to the wrong sideline, which, by the way, 
if <laughs> if your player walks to the wrong sideline, nowadays he's not playing football anymore. He's in concussion yeah. protocol. We were joking while watching the movie that was the Dolphins training staff with Tua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That 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 maybe takes away from the realisticness, but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, one thing for Booby again for the realisticness, he throws too well for a running back. They have a play where he gets the handoff and then throws again. Trick play, yeah. And and watching that, I was like, that's that's not a running back. Yeah. That that was a, a thirty yard spiral. Mm-hmm. And it was that was kind of funny, but hey, Booby can do it all. Booby's got a lot of great quotes in this movie. Yeah. He he says in the one of the interviews at the very beginning of the movie, yeah, it's hard to be humble <laughs> in a response to a question, which I find hilarious. Yeah, that that was that I got that got a chuckle out of me. That was pretty funny. Because it's it's just so booby. It, it Booby's such an a- interesting character throughout the entirety of this movie because you can the very beginning of this movie, uh probably the first act, he's just straight uh like jerk, uh so confident and cocky and like uh pretty much being like the most proud pompous person to anybody he meets but then you get to see kind of his progression after the injury uh you get to see the more human side of him you can see while he's trying to deal with the injury and get back on the field the the humanity in him just i i I just want to play football and there's uh, my favorite scene of the movie (laughs) which is him and his uncle in the car after Booby's cleaned out his locker because he knows he's not going to play again this year, and he's a senior. And uh, he gets in the car with his uncle, and he just breaks down sobbing because he's like, I, all I know how to do is play football. And uh, the the part that really like kind of got my heart in a little bit of knots is when he said, I, I was going to buy you a house. I was going to make sure you never paid for anything again, and now I, I can't do anything. Uh, I can't do anything with my knee, and that just that just really hit me because it shows kind of the progression of of Booby going from yeah, it's hard to be humble. Uh, another one is this is God given. All I got to do is show up uh, to kind of uh, can an MRI fix your knee? Just kind of this yeah. innocence, this like he just needs to play football, and I, I love Booby's character. Bo- Booby is by far for uh, the most interesting character. For those who don't know this. Uh, it, in case we didn't explain it well enough, this movie is like not an anthology, but it has several main characters, each with their right. own storyline. It follows the seniors on the team, basically. Booby is and the, the coach, yeah. and the coach, and Booby is one of the main storylines. His ends rather soon with the uh, with the um, introduction of the um, injury, but right. he he is definitely the more compelling character because you never really see that happen. Like normally in the movies, you get to see like. Well, either they die or he comes back, you know, but right. that doesn't happen for Booby. His season just ends. And so that's definitely like a realistic element because I, I played football freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and there were two seniors who had season editing injuries. And like you know you don't see those stories in the movie. So you kind right. of like expect on the last home game of the season to see them trot out there, but no, they just trot out there victorious, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. But speaking of realisticness for some unrealisticness that two that I noticed that I even pointed out was uh, the first one is the helmets. The helmets right. in the movie, not accurate. They were just too modern, which I get. You know, I mean, it's early 2000s. The budget wasn't incredible, but at the same time, when they're out there with, like, you know, yeah. Nike helmets, Nike uh, – I can't uh, – blanking on the name of a Riddell, model. Riddell? Right, yeah. yeah. The, uh, visor speed or whatever, like yeah. speed two – 
I, I'm blanking on some more names, but they just have modern helmets out there. So it's a little jarring when they're like supposed to be an 80s football team with those modern helmets. Like they shouldn't be ancient by any means, but they definitely no. are like 2000s helmets. It's a it's a thing of budget. You, yeah, you, you get the cheapest helmets available, and that's that's fine. It, it doesn't take you out of it. Yeah, it doesn't. For somebody who watches football and. Who's, right. Whose jobs it are to notice this. Oh. Yeah, look at that. And then another big thing, which I pointed out, was the logos. Like, right. But for all the college scouts out there in the movie, they use their 2004 logos. Mm. And so when it's 1988 and I see TCU with the 2004 block <laughs> logo that looks like their logo now, it's a little bit jarring when I see Miami with their modern U and not with, like, an old uh, old Sebastian, uh, the – as old Sebastian, the uh, the mascot, right? Uh, the Ibis, Scarlet Ibis. There we go. And then USC, not with their old Trojan logo, mm. and with the modern font. It's just a little jarring from somebody who's like, oh, okay, that's not what it looked like in the '80s. And yeah, yeah, we're nitpicking, but if you're gonna spend millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, at least you know, be, be a little accurate, you know? Right. And uh, I mean, you, you you get what you can get, and yeah. the the lettering's a little more. Uh, but it's it's a very like small detail that someone like you and uh, that's a historian of college football would know someone that's like us that's like sports people might might know but it it doesn't take you out of it too much mm-hmm. I, th- I think you can kind of stay in there yeah but uh another thing i wanted to talk about in terms of kind of like a storyline like you said of a boobies injury where he you don't really see that is uh the story between don billingsley and his dad uh charles billingsley played by tim mcgraw the great i like it i love it i want some more of it i want some more of it and uh i this is a storyline about kind of uh, an abusive father-son relationship and and i even said this this should have been the main storyline right this should have been the whole movie because this was by far the most compelling part what they gave I wouldn't mm-hmm. say a majority, but the most like the the acting in this, oh, like it's between wonderful. these two characters, yeah. was so good. Like I didn't know Tim McGraw could act, if I'm being honest, and I haven't seen any of his other work. But just by judging by this, those two characters, like it was an emotional journey between those two. Right, it, it really is. And uh, Garrett Hudland, Headland, who uh, he's actually in the Tron Legacy movie, that shows you that he kind of made it big after this movie. And uh, Tim McGraw are kind of play on each other so well and there's there's so much emotion in in a scene uh after you know tim mcgraw's kind of uh abusive after after a loss on the on the ride home he kicks out the windows of the car and he throws his own championship ring out at the window because he's he's very drunk and and his son is just in hysterics trying to find the ring in the in the grass and the weeds and the morning after uh, they they both wake up and and he says something like I don't want this to sound like an apology but you don't know what it's like Tim McGraw says and uh, uh, Garrett Hedlund is just sitting on the couch and, and the tears start streaming down his face and you can see just how much emotion is in that scene and it's so beautifully acting uh, so beautifully acted and it's it's just a wonderful scene to see and I I'm a sucker for father son storylines of any kind. And uh, just to see that uh, acted so wonderfully was was really it, it doesn't take you out of the football aspect either because they set it up really early in the in the first scene of the movie uh, he comes down onto the field after his son fumbles the ball and he's he hits him and puts him on the ground and is abusive and all all his teammates and and the coaches just sit and watch it happen 
And so it, it it's set up from the beginning, so it doesn't take you out of the football aspect of the movie, but you really you really get to see the full the full completion of the storyline, and it it also it highlights the importance of Texas high school football because everything the dad does is like you got to win, you got you got to be better, you got you can't fumble the football, and he he's beating him up because of this, but it's it's. It just it just shows how important it is to him and maybe misguided, uh, pr- most oh definitely misguided. I'm not gonna say maybe misguided if he's abusing his son over Texas high yeah. school football, but it it just it it's such a wonderful uh, kind of addition to the whole narrative of the importance and how influential the sport is on everyone in the community. Yes, I I completely agree. It's definitely one of the more intriguing parts. It was excellently acted. The um, it, it was a lot of chemistry between those two characters. Mm-hmm. Felt it was very very well developed throughout. And that's an important storyline that we don't see is not only because you know the trope like oh my dad forces me to play football blah blah blah. Yeah. And, but the son wants it just as much as the dad, oh, and that, yeah. that's an important part of the movie is he wants it just as much. And that th- this is the part that I feel is handled the worst. In the end, the son is just like, it's okay, Dad. I forgive you. And, yeah. like, it is a little bit rushed because, you know, it's the end of the movie. They need a resolution. There's not – because that's one of those things that take time, you know, mm-hmm. like that type of healing. So I get it. You can't really focus on it. But th- they just kind of rushed it at the end. And now before we get to our our score of the movie, let's briefly go over our favorite moments of the movie. And, right. and I guess I'll start – and that this is like a – a, a dark comedy, I guess. A I, dark a, comedy. Dark, a dark comedic moment for me is just because of like how surreal it was. Because I wasn't expecting this. We joked when it uh, when it when the credits ended and it said, "Warning, like brief sexual like mm-hmm. content or whatever." And I was like, "What in Friday Night Lights?" And then there's a scene where uh, Billingsley and uh, a, a girl of the uh, of the female gender. Are have, are having not just any girl, Amber Heard's feature film debut. Yes, which which is kind of like wild this, to see her progression. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's from Texas, so this was her first big role. But yeah, oh, dang. No, learn something new every day every from day. Ethan Neal. And they're having relations Be here all semester, folks. <laughs> he will Friday at eight p.m. Yes, and, yes, at Mountain Standard Time. And they're having relations on the couch, and they undress each other. And then hmm. Tim McGraw walks in and goes, basically, they have a confrontation. And then he looks at Amber Heard and goes, my, you've grown. It's wild. It is. And, like, there's there's almost a pause. Like, they expect laughter. Yeah. And, like, and like I did laugh, but I laughed at the pause because it's just like, what, what is this? It's a bit of a shock laugh of, like, <laughs> they actually did that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite moment in the uh, movie? My, my favorite moment is, I think I already touched on it earlier, it's yeah. the Booby Miles scene. One With, the, uh, with his yeah. uncle. Another, another dark humor thing that I'll add, though, is that uh, in the weight room, Booby Miles does a, a poorly aged Bill Cosby uh, impersonation uh, to get the quarterback, Mike Winchell, to laugh. Uh, it aged poorly, but, you know, it's kind of funny that that happened. 
And real quick before the scores, I'll just touch up on this really quick. Uh, we mentioned that it was based on true story, but mm-hmm. the actual true story is that Permian never really made it to the finals. They made it to the semifinals where they played Dallas Carter, and they lost by 5, 14-9 on a failed last-second pass, not a last-second run. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't at the Astrodome like in the movie in front of 50,000 fans. It was in. It was at UT Austin Memorial Stadium in front of ten thousand fans. So that was a quick little difference between the right. two. A little creative liberty. Yeah, a little creative liberty, but you know it makes sense. So now let's get into our scores. And for those who don't know, we'll tabulate all these at the end of the semester, and we'll let y'all know the updates like midway through the semester and how it's turning out. What, what, what we think the best movies are, the worst ones are. It's on a zero to one hundred scale. Zero is unwatchable. Fifty is bad. Seventy is mid, and one hundred is the nectar of the gods. And my score was an eighty-eight. What is yours? Eighty-eight. I. Put it at an 85. I thought, I thought about an 85. Because I here's here's what dictated my score is that as a sports enjoyer, uh, it, it's probably high 80s, maybe 90s. Because it's 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 so uh, loyal to the to the game, loyal to the, it's pretty loyal to the original story. Like it, it's a good football movie. But as someone who probably doesn't watch sports, there's there's a fair amount of football in it. Yeah. So for, from a straight film side. It's probably low 80s because there is the great acting by Tim McGraw, Garrett Hedlund, uh, Lucas Black, uh, who is the quarterback, Mike Winchell, and Derek Luke. They, they all give great performances, but I, 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 I kind of averaged it out. Yeah, I, I gave it an extra three points because I felt like the acting and the storylines, you're not mm. going to really see that much throughout this uh, throughout the rest of our movies. We already know right. the lineup, and I just felt that it was – I wasn't expecting it. But that's going to about do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a wonderful semester in store for y'all. As always, we have an Instagram. Go look it up, Friday Night Lights Camera Action. And we also have a Twitter. Mm -hmm. And we will post these on uh, anywhere you can get your podcast. Those will be up shortly. You can find out when on our Instagrams. Make sure to do that. Uh, Once again, thank you to Blaze Radio for letting us do this this semester. It's been a blast. And I can't wait to kick this off. And we're going to have a great show next week. going to be a great movie. There's there's not really a bad movie we're looking at this semester. There's not a bad movie, but this one is is probably one of the greats. One of the greatest. So you're not going to miss it. Next Friday at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Ethan Neal and Parker Perel will be right here. But anyways, we're going to sign off from Bill Austin Radio Studio, and we will see you next time.